I want everybody to eat. And maybe that's just me being a good ass person, but I want everybody to eat, whether you're in my life or not. You don't gotta sit at my table to eat. Welcome to episode four of Just Jay the Podcast. We're in episode four of season two. Um, that's super cool. Super like I'm super happy that you guys have been, you know, loving everything that I've been putting out for y'all. I got a lot of great feedback for last week's episode about basically the story of me finding out about my cousin Khalid's death. And like there were so many people saying, like, yo, you're so strong for sharing that story. Like, props to you. Like it was I just felt really, really loved when the episode 
first came out and everybody was already like super in tune with it and loved it as much as they did. Honestly, I was really nervous to even put the episode out because of how emotional I was on it. And like I said, that was the first time I had ever cried on the show and the first time I had ever really been vulnerable. So I'm happy y'all loved it and I'm happy I kind of opened that door for myself to show more emotion and to be vulnerable and to be transparent with my audience. And I feel like that kind of lets you guys into my story a little bit more, which is all I wanted to do and which I, I knew season two was going to be a big transition to really getting into depth about my life and about the things that I've actually gone through. So I'm happy that it went well. I had a lot of people ask me why I never said anything about my cousin Scooter's death. Like I never told the story about it on last week's episode. And to be honest, I don't really know why I didn't. I think I was so emotionally caught up with telling Khalid's story and getting every detail right that I don't know. I just wasn't thinking about it. And that sounds so shitty, but I I dead ass wasn't. But I guess I will tell that story. That story is not as traumatic. It's not as crazy. Like basically I was happened in 2016. I was, I had, I think I had just, yes. Cause he was at my sweet 16 in April and my sweet 16 was on April 30th, I believe of 2016. And he was definitely there and he passed away in November. So I went, I was definitely 16 and I was at my best friend's house at the time. Well, I don't vote with that now, but whatever. One of my ex-best friends had, well, she was moving away. So we had like a really big party, you know, of all of our friends from high school and just getting together, you know, getting fucked up and just, you know, having a good time. So we had the party and I slept over her house. Me and a bunch of our other friends had a big sleepover at her house. And I remember I had woken up, it was like early in the morning and one of my uncles, well, I don't really fuck with him now, but I'll get into that story later too. But one of my uncles had posted like rest in peace scooter and it was a picture of him and him and scooter and i was like what the fuck and mind you when i had found that about my uncle Corey, it was through social media as well so like i was like no fucking way i'm finding out some traumatic ass news like this again like this is weird i went back to sleep honestly i swear to god i didn't think nothing of it because i'm like nah what I, i is this a joke went back to sleep i woke up maybe like an hour, hour and a half later. And I'm not gonna lie, that party was so lit, so I was dead ass like fucked up. So I wasn't really even paying attention to it because I'm like, nah, maybe I'm just bugging. Like, what What? What? what are we talking about? Like, what, what? So I went back to sleep and come to find out, I woke up and there was even more posts. So I called my mom. At this, at this time, my best friend had literally lived around the corner from my house. So I called my mom and I'm like, yo, what's what's good what's going on right now and she's just crying and crying and crying i'm like yo no way this is happening to me again like but on the opposite side of the family because literally if y'all remember i told this the story of how i found out messiah's dad passed away and it literally happened the same exact way i found out on social media called my dad and he was like yo it's true crying and crying and crying i'm like yo no way like this is deja vu i'm going through the same shit so call my mom she's like yo i'll come pick you up right literally we were right around the corner so i was like okay whatever pick me up told my best friend she was like yo go like i will clean up everything like don't worry about it honestly my best friend her mother was adopted into our family so technically my best friend at the time was like technically my cousin that's why we were so close because like we knew like we had family ties 
So she knew who passed away. I get home and my mom was like, yo, yeah, like he was dead ass shot walking out of his crib. And his little sister, who is my cousin, but we're just, I just don't fuck with. I don't fuck with a lot of my family and I will tell y'all why in a little bit, but like she, I guess, I don't know. How, I really don't know like the logistics of the story because I don't ask any questions when it comes to shit like that because I don't really want to know. But apparently his little sister was there with like, walked outside with him. He had to happen to get shot and shit. Like it was just, that shit is just so sad. Like that gun violence shit and fucking killing people because of like outside beef or because like that street shit is so whack. Like when you, when you decide to go kill somebody and take somebody's life, you're not realizing that that's somebody's son, that's somebody's uncle, that's somebody's brother, that's somebody's loved one. Like, you leaving the rest of that fucking family to clean up all the fucking pieces and they don't give a fuck because they're just selfish as fucking like, oh, I'm gonna get this nigga just because I gotta get him. Like, I know how shit goes. But at the same time, niggas gotta let that shit go. Why, why, why are we not, why are we not fighting and shooting the 30 like we used to do? Why is that not a thing? Why why are we going immediately to shooting niggas? Like, we can't fight and, like, you can't take your L in peace and keep it pushing? That's what I don't respect about the 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 young niggas in this generation because if y'all got a problem, fight that shit out and whoever whoever wins, wins. Whoever loses, loses. That's it. Like, what are we... All that killing people and shooting shit, like, that shit is so whack. Like, ruining everybody's life for what? Over some beef that either could be handled with a simple one-on-one shooting the 30 or like talking it out i don't know what do i know but anyway yeah that's the story of that um i came home and it's crazy because he was literally like i had my sweet 16 i had a um a videographer and a photographer there so my entire sweet 16 video like is so much of him and like i i feel like that was so symbolic and that was so like meant to happen that way because like God knew he wasn't going to last much longer. And when he, bro, when he was on my sweet 16, like he was crying and crying and crying and crying. And I'm like, yo, are you all right? Like what's wrong? He's like, yo, I'm just so happy to see you becoming a woman. That's the purest level of love I've ever received in my life. Nobody has ever been so emotional just to see me grow. Like, and it's crazy that the purest people in my life and the let me let me hold on let me rephrase that the purest men in my life because the biggest deaths in my life have all been men that have been vital and fucking so important to me the men in my life that have passed away have been have loved me so unconditionally and so genuinely but i was so young and i didn't really see it then and i didn't really appreciate it as much as i should have but they loved me so much like Khalid, my uncle Corey, like they loved me so much. Like I was literally, and I wasn't even doing shit yet. Like I was 16 fucking just trying to get my shit together, trying to be 16. Like I wasn't doing nothing major. I didn't have a business. I didn't have a fucking steady job. I wasn't really into school. Like I wasn't doing nothing. And they were just happy to see me growing and see me becoming a woman. That's so genuine and that's so real. And that's, it's, I say this all the time, but like I would kill to experience the love that they gave me again because you don't you don't experience love like that and it's crazy because I'd be out here begging my friends and begging people that I that I claim that I care about to treat me with respect and treat me with loyalty and it's like these niggas see me from when I was a little girl 
growing up and automatically knew that that's what I deserved. That's beautiful. And that's, that's why I'm so quick to cut people off because at the end of the day, I've had people in my corner who have came and gone, literally, and have never showed me any ounce of disloyalty, have never showed me anything other than genuine love and genuine respect for me as a woman. When I wasn't even grown yet. So, yeah, that's the story about that. And it's crazy because I remember I was, I told the story about Khalid, but I left out the, the part that really had me like curious. The day he passed away, I had, I had a, um, I have, I had two dogs. I have Bane, who's my cane corso, who's fucking bad as shit. And then I had Coco. Coco was a, a Yorkie. And I had sent Khalid a video of Coco. And one thing about Khalid, Khalid loves him some Snapchat, okay? So if I had sent him a Snapchat, he was responding within like five, ten minutes. No funny shit. Unless he was asleep or like doing some other shit. But I remember like 30 minutes had gone by and he didn't answer my shit. So I'm like, what the fuck? I had sent it to Khalid and Messiah. And I was like, why the fuck Messiah the only one that answered? I didn't think nothing of it though. I got in the shower and I went about my business and we know how the story played out. But... It's just ironic that literally that morning I had sent him the last Snapchat I would ever get to send him and he never even got to watch it. Like that's crazy. But yeah, those are my stories of my two lovely angels. The recording that I played in the beginning of the episode of, that was actually of J. Cole at one of his concerts. I've had that video on my phone since 2018 after my cousin passed away. But um I feel like he's saying a really, really important message because that's what we're not taught that enough. We're, there's not enough awareness on healing and actually, you know, working through the shit that you've been through to, in order to be a better human and be a better adult for the future. I will never act like my childhood and my, my life in general was perfect. I will never say that my parents' relationship was perfect. I will never say that I don't wish that I didn't go through some of the things that I've gone through as a child. Because honestly, I don't regret anything that I ever have gone through in my life because it, it truly has made me who I am today. But at the same time, I think when we're kids, we don't realize that we're not responsible for caring for our siblings. We're not responsible for being emotional support systems for adults. We're not responsible for finding the money to pay bills. We're not responsible for creating rules and structure because the adults can't or won't do it. We're not responsible for taking care of our parents emotionally we're not responsible for managing fights between our parents or protecting ourselves from adults or figuring things out on our own as children our only real role is to be children how can you expect a child to be an emotional support system for you and i'm not gonna lie my parents relationship when i was when i was younger shit used to get bad like shit used to get bad and i never really wanted to speak on any of that because like I said like when you're a podcaster you kind of have to differentiate between what's telling your story and your truth between telling your story and airing other people out that you care about too so there's a lot of things that I've seen in, in my childhood that I, I definitely shouldn't have seen but I did and I feel like as a child that's when I learned that's when I kind of hardened because I was exposed to things that I shouldn't have been. I was, I seen fights that I shouldn't have seen. I seen, I was, you know, I was, a lot of the times, I'm not gonna lie, I was the emotional support for my mom and I was young as hell. Didn't even know what the fuck love was. Didn't even know what the fuck emotions were. 
And I don't fault her for that because when you're going through some shit with your man and your mature ass daughter is sitting here and trying like, and that's one thing about me. I'm a curious, I was a curious kid. Like literally they could tell me anything and I would never judge. I would never, had never been through that shit before in my life, but I would listen to you. I would damn sure listen to you because it's like, you clearly are coming to me a whole child for a reason because you don't got nobody else to talk to. So I was damn sure ready to listen to anything that my mom or my dad had to tell me about their personal lives. Should I have been their outlet? No. Was I? Yes. Do I regret being their outlet? No, because who the fuck else was going to do it? But I think that's just that's just something I never really understood until I got older. Like as a kid, none of that was my responsibility. I I chose to, you know, be there for my parents and be the kind of middleman between their problems sometimes because I felt like who the fuck else is going to do it? I'm the only one in this house. The only one experiencing this shit at this at that time my little brother either wasn't around yet or was a baby and it's like well if he, what the fuck he can't and i always told myself i i'll take all of this shit as long as he doesn't have to my little brother has no idea about anything that my parents go through really because one i've always told them that's where i draw the line my little brother is not gonna fucking experience the shit that i've experienced in my childhood and they knew that that they know that that's my number one rule And also my little brother is so fucking beautiful as a person because he likes to tune shit the fuck out. Like if it's not making him happy or he doesn't enjoy it, he's not interested. And that's how he needs to be because bruh, little does he fucking know. But, um, yeah, like my childhood was kind of, I'm not, I'm never going to sit here and say that my childhood was ass because it wasn't. My child, I was, I was loved. Don't get me wrong. I know what love is. I've grown, I grew up around genuine love. But when it came to the unhealthy, toxic situations that my parents were involved in, that's shit that I wasn't supposed to see. And I did. And I feel like it's important for me to bring that to the show, to shed light on the importance of actually healing, the importance of actually doing what it takes to Heal from the things that you don't speak on. Because we all have a lot of demons. We all have a lot of things that we carry around with us every day that we don't tell other people because it's like, okay, well, what am I telling people for? That's That was a dark time in my life where I went through this or I went through that. And it's like, that's okay to have things that you don't want to tell the world and that you fight on a day-to-day basis within yourself. But at the end of the day, you need to learn how to heal from that. And I don't think, I don't think we're really taught how to or given the resources to heal from the things that we go through. And I think that J. Cole video was super, super important. And I watch it every time that I find it in my phone because it's true. Who wants to be 30, 40 years old going through like going through their life carrying the baggage that they had from when they was fucking 16, 17, 20? Like, as you grow older, you gotta let some of that shit go or else your life is going to be miserable. Like, that's why I think this podcast was an amazing step for me because I've talked about shit that I have not talked about in years or shit that I have not even talked about with actual people. Like I have those, a lot of the stories that I've told, I've never told anybody. I've never told anybody my side of it because it's like, that's my shit. That's not for anybody else to, I hate when people feel sorry for me. So that's another reason I'm not going to openly tell people how I feel because I don't want to hear that. Oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. No, it happened. I'm not sorry that it happened because it made me who the fuck I am. So yeah i've been seeing saw a lot of tweets because you know i'm a twitter girl but i wanted to read some of them 
because I feel like they're super, super important. And so one of them says, my favorite people are always the ones who have been through a lot, but have used everything that they have experienced to awaken their soul and remember who the fuck they are. That's the realest shit ever because that one thing about me, I've never been the girl like, oh, I've been through this. I'm, I feel so sad for myself or I never wanted my story to be a pity case. My story is I'm a real life warrior out here who's been through some real life shit like that shit is something to be proud of. So I'm using everything that I've experienced and everything that I've gone through in order to. In order to become a better woman, one and two, to enlighten myself on the shit that I didn't know when I was younger, I've learned a lot by I said this on my Instagram a couple a couple weeks ago when I was younger I used to go through some crazy ass shit and I used to be like okay well I'm gonna put this in my bag of shit that I've been through mind you the bag is already half fucking full because I ain't never unpacked the shit because I'm young I don't know how to unpack that shit so I'm just putting shit on top of it putting shit on, on top of it not knowing when I'm older like when like right now in my life unpacking all that shit was gonna be it's gonna be hell but that's just something that we're never taught. We're never taught to unpack our shit. We're never taught to unpack our shit and handle our shit so that when, when the new shit comes up, we know how to handle it. We're never taught that. And I think that that's really, really fucking important as adults. Another tweet said, it's tempting to be ashamed of past versions of yourself for the mistakes you made and the things you didn't know. But why not choose a more constructive mindset? Stop being ashamed of your past self instead Look at how far you've come as evidence of how much further you can go. Let's really unpack that for a second. Because like I, like I literally just said, it's easy to you know, use your story as a way to get pity or use your story as just something that's so sad and something that you know people look at you and be like, wow, she went through a lot. It's easy to you know, feel ashamed of the things that you've gone through. But when you use the mistakes that you made and the things that you didn't know, but you eventually learned, and change your mindset to be more constructive and use your past to use your past as proof of how far you fucking come the rest of the journey for you is nothing when you really sit down and realize all the things that you've gone through in your life and you look ahead to your future you can really realize that you can do anything there's nothing you can't do because you've already done the worst you've already overcome things that you never thought you would be able to overcome like that shit is so real. It just blew me away again after I read it like four times already. The last tweet I saw, it's kind of a two-parter. It says, the fact that we're young as fuck out here and choosing to heal really says a lot. We're all light years ahead when it comes to our self-awareness. What our elders were afraid to face, we are choosing to look in the eye with no fear. And I'm speaking on my parents slash grandparents. For the majority, for the majority, they were carrying so much baggage with no means of unpacking it. A lot of us went through abuse, felt left out, and hardly experienced genuine connections because our families were too focused on their suppressed pain. Bro, that shit is so real. I personally feel like, not to throw my dad under the bus, which I personally don't even feel like that's what I'm doing, but my dad has been through some crazy ass shit in his life too. My dad's 48. He'll tell me a lot about his childhood. He'll tell me about a lot about his life and the things that he's gone through. Like, you know, he's been through some crazy ass shit. He's told me some of it. But I know... There's still demons inside of him and things that he's never spoken about that eat away at him sometimes. And I try to I try to get the message across to him as much as I can. Like, yo, like talking about the shit that you've gone through and actually like bringing that shit up and actually sitting with it and understanding that, okay, this is what I went through. 
but I can't let it define me because I've come so fucking far. That's important no matter what age you are. I think my father really thinks he's 48 years old. So what the fuck is the point of me unpacking my shit now? No, he's absolutely wrong. He's absolutely wrong. There's no age restriction on when you can actually get your shit together and actually heal from the shit that you've been through in your past. Because healing really makes your, makes your life different. I actually want to live because like, okay, I've been through some shit and I learned how to heal from it. So now I want to, I want to keep going. I want to see different. I want to see more. You feel me? Like, but I love the fact that I'm product of my, my mom as well. Wait a minute. My mom as well. My mom has been through some crazy ass shit too. A lot of which I've seen. My mom is not the type to tell you how she feels unless she really, really cannot hold it in anymore. My mom's the type to where she's just going to be like, fuck you and keep it pushing. So my, both of my parents have a lot of baggage that they need to unpack that they haven't necessarily. And that's okay because I know what it feels like to not want to fucking unpack that shit. Because honestly, before I started this podcast, I didn't want to do it because I knew I was going to have to really dig deep into my bag of shit that I've been through and unpack it. Not everybody's ready to do that. And that's okay too. As long as you know, there is no limit or time limit on when you can actually do it. You can always do the work on yourself. You can always build your fucking self up to be a better person. Nothing is going to make you less of a person just by waiting too long. It's never going to happen. But yeah, I think that's really why I wanted to bring that video onto the episode because it's, it's so important. It's so important to heal from your shit as soon as you can rather than carrying that shit around and you and here you are at fucking 30 40 with 10 years worth of baggage 20 years worth of baggage that you never that you never learned how to fucking get off you and i think that's something that i can't wait to bring into my children's lives is because one i hope i never i hope i never cause trauma in their life i hope i never have to be the thing that they're healing from and i think that's what a lot of parents don't really understand is that when they go through things and their children see it they don't realize the actual effect that it has on children because when those children get older and they 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 realize like damn I, I saw some crazy shit when I was little when they realize that now they have to unpack that trauma that their parents passed on to them and what we really don't realize is that the trauma that our parents put us through or the trauma that our parents have experienced is typically from the environments they grew up in it's a never ending cycle. Like we can trace our traumas back from generations to generations, but nobody's paying attention to that because they think, okay, this shit happened to me. So now I got to figure it out. No, your parents can pass down their trauma to you. That's why when you have children or when I have children per se, I'm going to make it my mission to where I'm healed from the things that I've been through from the things that I've seen and the things that my parents have seen to where I want to be nothing but a, a positive, loving force in my children's life. That's all I want to be. I don't want to be the parent that they got to heal from. I don't want to do that. Not to say that I look at my parents any differently, because like I said, my parents can literally do no wrong in my eyes. Like, yeah, I've seen some fucked up shit when I was little, but at the same time, those are my parents. And I will fight to the death for them because those are my parents. They've done nothing but give me love and supported everything that I've ever done. Yeah. But and also things fucking happen. Things happen. You can never, can't, can't put all the fucking blame on them because they're fucking human. Like, what are you, that's crazy to me. But 
definitely think healing and putting in the work to actually know yourself and know what you've gone through is important. So important. I also want to talk about, there's a lot of things that I want to talk about on this episode. My weekend was good. I wasn't in Missouri like I anticipated to be, but it was still nothing but love. Like, like I told you guys on the last episode, me and my friends always get together, always, you know, do some really cool shit and just be around each other and share love. Like I was around, I was with them for like hours, just getting fucked up. We went to Ready Deli. Okay. Ready Deli is our spot, boy. We went to Ready. We was dumb hype. Dumb hype. Was all in the, in the, in the room. <laughs> Lit as hell. Eating Ready. Together. It was great. But this episode isn't just one topic like it usually is. I have a, a slew of topics that I want to talk about. I want to talk about... I know y'all have seen a lot of... There's been a lot of shit in the media, but I want to talk about the baby and Danny Lay for a second. I know everybody saw that shit because that disrespectful ass man was all over Instagram talking hella shit about his baby mama in her face to the public, to the world, all that. I per- I just want to say how I feel about that because I have thought about that shit every day since it happened. First of all, let me just say this. If any man of her would have got on Instagram live and told the entire world that I was never his girl and I was actually his side chick, I would have beat the living life out of him and then I would call my dad my uncle, my grandfather, every cousin, every brother to be outside waiting for him to finish it off. I would have started and they would have finished it. Because first of all, how disrespectful and how rude do you have to be to even say that to a woman who literally just had your newborn baby? You are going about this life and this fatherhood shit all wrong. I feel like if you don't have respect for your baby moms, the mother, the person who is bringing life into the world that's half yours, Talk to me with some fact every time you talk to me. Like what? That man has three daughters now. You don't think that your daughters are going to grow up one day and look on, on social media one day to see how blatantly disrespectful you are to women? You don't think your kids are ever going to see that? That's, that's the part that really bothers me because when you're, when you're a man and you're raising a daughter, get your shit together. Come fucking correct when it comes to women because... Now, let's, let's say, you know, 20, 30 years down the line, your daughter's coming to you talking, talking about how some man put her through the same shit you put her mama through. How the fuck is that going to make you feel? I just, okay, see, this is what I hate. I don't even know why I started talking about this because I'm so pissed right now because it's just like, yo, like, the audacity. What are you doing? You are going out sad. That is not manly behavior. That doesn't make you look better. That doesn't make you look good at all. And don't get me wrong. When you're a woman, you got to take responsibility for the shit that you do too. Yes, you lay down with that man knowing he was a fucking ancient ass nigga. Yes. Cool. You lay down with him. You did what you had to do. Y'all had a baby. So yeah, I just wanted to say that because the baby is fucking canceled over here. I'm over it. Next topic. Kyle Rittenhouse. That's the, okay. For those of you who don't know who Kyle Rittenhouse is, that's the case of on August 25th of 2020, Kyle Rittenhouse, a 17 year old from Illinois, fatally shot two men and wounded another in Kenosha, Wisconsin during the protest, riots, and civil unrest that followed the shooting of Jacob Blake. This white little boy decided to take an AR-15 rifle across state lines. Do you know how powerful an AR-15 rifle is? What? Took it across state lines at 17 years old. Claimed he was shooting people and doing all this shit in self-defense. He kills two people. Injures another one, right? Gets off on all five counts against him, not guilty. 
how does that happen? And honestly, the saddest part about it, when I when I heard about it, I was at work and my dad had texted me because we had been watching this trial all week, right? My dad texted me. He was like, yo, he got off. And when I tell you I wasn't even surprised, I was fucking furious, but I wasn't surprised because it's like white people can really do anything in this fucking world. But let a black man shooting people at a fucking riot. Are you kidding me? But that judge for that case was very racist. He was very biased. He was he he really didn't give a fuck. And honestly, I don't even like to watch trials because judges already pissed me the fuck off. That's why I want to be one. But it's just so terrible. And then there was a black man named Maurice Freeland who was identified as the jump kick man in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. He was the one that tried to stop Kyle from killing other people and kicked him. Why was he charged with assault and battery for kicking Kyle Rittenhouse? Kyle Rittenhouse killed two people and this man didn't get not one charge. Make it make sense. Because white people can do anything that they want and black people just got to sit around and take it. But it's, it's getting so bad to the point where it's not even making sense no more. Like... I have lost all hope in the criminal justice system and just praying that things will get better because honestly, during the George Floyd shit with all the riots and the protesting and, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, I definitely really thought we was making a change. I definitely thought things were going to get better. And they clearly have fucking not. And that shit is so sad. But... It's okay, y'all. Don't you fucking worry. Give me a few more years to grab this, to snatch this master's degree real quick. And then I'm going to do whatever the fuck I can to make sure that I'm a judge one day in this lifetime. And I'm going to set all this motherfucking shit straight. I need to stop talking about like controversial topics on here because I'd be so livid. You have no idea. Like I'd be so mad, bro. Let me just tell this real quick before I end this episode. I'm just going to clear up what I said when I was telling my stories about how I don't really fuck with my family members. I have my mom's side of the family. I have my dad's side of the family. I have about four uncles from my dad's side of the family, maybe two, three uncles from my mom's side of the family, and maybe like one aunt that I actually fuck with. So when I say my family, I literally mean my two parents, my little brother, my brother Keyshawn, and like my four uncles that I got on both sides and my one aunt. That's my family. Personally, I feel like both sides of my family have shown their lack of respect for my parents. And I could never fuck with that. One thing about me, I'm big on loyalty. I'm big on trust. I'm big on respect. Okay. And I haven't really told, I haven't really mentioned anything about my family because... I've really been sparing people from a lot of like, I've been sparing telling how shitty these people really are, if we're going to be honest. They've come to my job talking crazy to me. And honestly, I commend myself for being as respectful as I have to my elders, because I was always taught you respect your elders. But I draw the line that respecting my elders shit, when I'm becoming an adult as well, and niggas is not not respecting what the fuck I got to say. So... How the fuck I'm supposed to respect you, but you don't respect shit? I got to say, no, motherfucker, I'm a grown-ass woman now. And I have grown woman opinions and I have grown woman feelings. So if I feel some type of way, I'm going to say that shit. And I'm going to try to be respectful as I can. But if you're not meeting me with the same level of respect, that shit's out the window. Yeah, I, I feel like 
there's people on my dad's side of the family who don't fuck with my mom because she's this and she's that. When it comes to my parents, I will go to war, okay? War with anybody. Ask my mom. Ask my dad. They will tell you. They will tell you. I have literally gotten into it with family members over them. My mom is the most creative, hardworking, phenomenal woman ever. My father is the most determined, loving person ever. He literally will give you the shirt off his back if he knew that it was going to help you. So anybody that ever says anything about them in a negative way is automatically on my shit list forever. Because I don't, I don't, it, it doesn't make no sense. My mom's side of the family, I feel like they're very shady to her. They don't, they don't treat her with the same loyalty and respect that, that she deserves to be treated with. So I don't fuck with y'all. There was a point in time where she didn't fuck with y'all either. You know, y'all made amends. Y'all decided to be better people and change our lives. Cool. I didn't. I'm not going to lie to you. I will hold a grudge till, till death do us part. I will literally be 76 years old looking at you like I remember in 2021 when you said, I'm not playing. I don't play when it, no. No, yeah, I hold grudges forever. And I don't care. At the same time, I'm also, I'm, I'm just, I'm just unforgiving when it comes to that disloyal shit. I'm, I, how the fuck am I going to forgive you when you showed me that you are not capable of being loyal when it really comes down to it? All that forgive and forget shit? No. I could literally mentally forgive you and still never fuck with you ever again in my life. That's what I don't think my family members understand. They'd be looking at me like, yo, you're so rude. You're such a bitch. Like, you don't want to fuck with us. No. I don't. Once somebody shows me one time that they can't be trusted or that they don't have my best interest at heart, you're done. You're done. You're dead. You're done. Like what? What? Why Why does that only make sense to my head? Weird. Doesn't make sense. This is not me trying to talk shit or none of that because it's, listen, if I'm going to talk shit, I can always back it up. That's number one. And number two, I'm going to say that shit to your face. They already know how I feel about them. Whenever my family members get mad at my parents, it's always taken out on me. I have graduated high school. Mind you, I graduated high school uh, like four years ago, three years ago. Come on now. Literally graduated college. Okay. About to do it again. That's three graduations y'all done been. Bitches have businesses. Y'all don't know me. As a person, y'all really don't know me. And at, at this point in my life, if you've been gone for that long, you might as well stay gone. Like, I love it. You know, my, my parents tell me like, oh, you know, so-and-so wishes you the best. They, they, they miss you, all that shit. Cool. Like I said, it's okay for my parents to make amends with their family members. That is all good and dandy. But when you miss out on major life events for me, I don't have nothing to do with y'all bullshit. I have my own opinions on people based on what I've been shown. I don't fuck with you because I've been shown that I shouldn't fuck with you. And the realest niggas on my team are my parents. So if you don't fuck with them, I can't, I damn sure can't fuck with you. That's it. Recently, I had one of my family members find my podcast page on social media. That's beautiful. That's great. I'm appreciative of the, all the support. But at the same time, if I have already stamped it, I don't fuck with you. It's not happening. It's not. Supporting my business and doing all that shit. Fine and dandy. I love that. I appreciate it. So I just had to clear that up because I, I, I feel like a lot of people like, a lot of people always say like, oh, your family is so supportive. Like you have such a nice family. Your family is so big. No, my family is literally like 10 people. A lot of them don't deserve to be at this present day in my life. I've been, I've done a lot of good shit. A lot of good shit. Why well, I'm gonna let you back in now when shit is just getting good. Family's supposed to be there for you. Family's supposed to have your back. 
I'm okay with my, my three uncles. Hey, Slim Jim. Hey, Brian. Hey, hey, Nell. Hey, Tony. I'm good with my four uncles and my one aunt. I'm Gucci. They give me all the love I could ever need. And it's genuine. You can choose who you want to allow in your space and your energy, as can I. And I choose no. Like, I had a cousin. I was so close to her. But it's just like I was there for people at their lowest fucking points in life. And they shitted on me. So what makes you think, now that I'm at the highest point in my life, that I'm going to welcome you back with open arms? But um, just tired of the fake shit. Moral of the episode. <laughs> moral of the episode is heal from the shit that you've been through. Don't allow anybody to treat you like you don't deserve to be treated. Heal from the things that you don't speak on. Dig deep in your past. Because honestly, what, you, what we don't really understand is, is that sometimes when we don't heal from certain things, it comes up later on in our life. And it's like, oh shit, I should have healed from that when I had the chance. Or it comes up later on in our life to show you that you need to heal from it. Don't let your past fuck up your future because you haven't done the work to heal as a person. Yeah. This was a cool episode. I talked a lot of shit, but y'all hear me though. Also, what I want to tell y'all, this Saturday, on November 27th, I'm going to be in my first ever pop-up shop for my own business. This fabulous woman, Yvette, contacted me, contacted me and was like, yo, like I want you to be in this. I want you to interview our young entrepreneurs. It's a pop-up shop for young entrepreneurs. The youngest entrepreneur is literally three years old. How fucking cool is that? But yeah, I'm going to be interviewing young entrepreneurs, talking about their businesses, getting them, you know, giving them the platform to really talk about their shit. And I'm going to have them on next week's episode recording. We're going to be doing a lot of shit. So that's going to be a really, really good way for me to continue to get my business out there so I'm really really excited for that um I'm gonna post all that information on my Instagram page so y'all can pop out if y'all want you know you know show up for your girl so thank y'all for tuning in to this week's episode this was a good one and yeah see y'all next week bye